This episode of Earl Grey is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for iPhone, iPad, and iPod, Android, Kindle, Windows Phone, plus Mac or PC. To get a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Hi, this is Marina Sirtis, Deanna Troy from Star Trek The Next Generation. You're listening to Trek FM. T.L. Grey, hot. It's time for another serving of Earl Grey, our dedicated TNG show. I'm Daniel Pruce, sitting in the center chair this week, joined by my co-hosts, as always. On my right, I have the official Trek FM groundskeeper, Philip Gilfus. Philip, what kind of, is that, is that like an orchid or, or uh, uh, some sort of a rose or something you got in your hands there? Um, do I know your name, cadet? Um, oh, that's right. You're one of the little people. Um, I mean, usually I really just get to know the ones who become big, important starship captains. But I'm sure you're going to be a great assistant junior science officer, cadet. Um, I want to say uh, David? Yeah, something like that. Well, it's great having you here. Uh, and also joining me on my left is a very rare occurrence from a good Merle, uh, Darren Moser. Darren, how did you get to be that rank without stabbing like 52 people in the back end and plotting to take over the universe? Well, you know, when you're promoted by your own ambition, that's when the seeds of bad morality, like take root but when you get promoted and get new positions based on other people not sitting down turns out you just end up being a really nice person so uh ken picard just didn't really want to be around a bunch of children i mean teen adolescents uh cadets so i can't even imagine why but uh so yeah i got the starfleet academy gig and you know but hey, I made sure that they I repealed the everyone gets a replicated trophy uh rule. So you have to earn <laughs> those uh what are they, pill pips? I don't know what we're calling them, but like sometimes you have four, sometimes you have three. They're really arbitrary. The kid it's like, you know, who's lining it anyway? The points don't matter, the pips don't matter when you're a cadet. I'm just saying. No, no, I'm just saying. I, mean, I think that's the coolest thing about the academy pips, because like it does remind me of real life. Like RTC or even JRTC, <laughs> like I'm a colonel. No, you're a 15 year old kid. Shut, shut up. <laughs> uh, you know, it's... I'm just picturing O'Brien like stealing them by mistake, and you know shows up <laughs> one day, and Riker's like, "Chief, are you are you wearing cadet pips?" Oh, I'm sorry. I had to get ready really quick this morning. You know, I was up late last night building chips and bottles. And now, now here's the question that to make, <laughs> to make some people stay up at night: Do cadets? Oh boy! Um, well, that is based that on is the ac- yeah, based on what we see. I'm going to go with a resounding no. <laughs> <laughs> that that is actually not what we're going into this uh, <laughs> this evening. And in fact, uh, that it might have gotten lost in the shuffle where we were going with this. But we're actually going to do a commentary tonight uh, on the first episode to feature the Academy Starfleet Academy. It's been talked about since the original series. Right, Voyager. 
Kill Boopy. He's eight four seven two. Watch nope, out. Nope. He's gonna. Oh. No. Oh, no, 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 not that. No, Deep not Space that. Nine. We're gonna talk about martial law. Ooh, Red Squad. Red nope. Squad. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Not that. There is a. There is some sort of a squad here. Uh. So a little bit of precedence. There, oh, they're but, gonna be uh, on the no. Defiant, and uh, it's it's gonna oh. be really cool. <laughs> No, no, none of that is actually happening, guys. Uh, we're actually talking TNG here on Earl Grey, believe it or not. And uh, that we're going to be talking. really boring. Gosh, <laughs> We're going to be talking the first duty today. Uh, a fan. <laughs> oh, Penelope. You just can't oh, keep boy. a straight face. But this no. This is a, the episode. A, fan, a fantastic season five episode, uh, which features. Um, the the not too long in waiting return of Wesley for the second time this season after he left previously, but you know we'll get into that. Um, but this is a a great episode that I've always loved, and I think I think the three of us have mentioned it in passing before that we we've enjoyed it. So I thought it'd be uh, an interesting conversation here. So uh, that's right. Get your Netflixes, Netflix eye, um, and your DVDs or Blu-rays or perhaps know however you obtained your copy digitally and uh, get it queued up and we will uh, we'll get a countdown going for you and yep that's give him a nice right. polish pull him out of you know the your safe your wall safe and just you know carefully place it into the blu-ray player marvel at the crystal clear quality of you know the the damning evidence <laughs> TNG is the only place that you can see Boothby in high definition. It's true. Uh, and, and according to Netflix, the, the synopsis for this is... Oh, gosh. Does the, do we even <laughs> want to go there? It's actually not too bad. It says, Wesley's Crusher team has an accident at Starfleet Academy. Captain Picard offers to help a Starfleet investigation into what happened. Okay, Which that's pretty good because considering the they usually just talk about whatever happens before the first commercial break, and as we'll see, it's pretty much like Wesley might be dead is what they lead with. So that's actually pretty decent for Netflix. Yes, so this is season five, episode nineteen, and we are going to start soon. I'm going to give you guys a countdown here. Uh, so we will start uh, in three, two, one, and start. <laughs> no, we're already at warp, Philip. <laughs> oh, wait, does it take like eight months to get back to Earth? Because aren't they like really far out? You know what's. Do they still play pomp and circumstance in the 24th century? <laughs> you know, I was thinking, um, really, it's kind of favoritism on Picard's uh, part because he's only going to do it because it's Wesley's graduation, right? I think it is, isn't it? Did you? Oh, you're saying you had a Vulcan as your, uh, in, you know, commencement uh, speaker? <laughs> You know, what's interesting, too, is uh, I had just watched this episode earlier this evening just to prepare. And, you know, we get a little bit of backstory here with, with Riker and Picard. But if if this had turned into like a two part episode or something, we could have gotten like everybody's reaction to being back at Starfleet. And that might have been interesting. 
Uh, <laughs> they're the best. So yeah, this is the part that uh, Darren was just mentioning about how the kind of before the opening uh, credits pop open, they kind of tease you into thinking maybe something terrible has happened to Wesley. Yeah. <laughs> There's been an accident, but the person you care about is fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> The uh, so, some interesting things about this episode that I just thought I'd bring up, like I already mentioned, it is the first time we actually get to see Starfleet Academy as well as uh, Boothby. Uh, this is also the first appearance of uh, a young Tom Paris uh, before he had to legally change his name when he went into prison. Yep. So that's the prison um, name, Tom Paris. Yeah. <laughs> prison Paris. <laughs> your dog and the street you grew up on and uh, <laughs> that's right <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the city you grew up in and your dog's name yeah why not the you county? That, the, that's a little less uh, less specific. I think you've been reading those Facebook uh, personality profiles a little too much there, Philip. Oh, by the way, uh, First Duty, also the only place you'll actually get to see uh, an HD Robert Duncan McNeil. Jeez. Just just rub it in, why don't you, Daniel? <laughs> My goodness. Oh, I kid, I kid. We all want all of the series on, on Blu-ray. <laughs> well, at least, because, at least with a full head of hair. You can get an HD Janeway in Nemesis. In both Nemesis? Oh, yeah, that's true. Just Nemesis, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And we know Jordan Forge was dragged down into standard definition in uh, you know, <laughs> Endgame. Is that why he is that <laughs> They sullied TNG when they <laughs> He was a captain, but you know, at what cost just the Forge? At what cost? Blu-ray just to make a <laughs> <laughs> But that's way off topic. Oh, now did you guys notice the the white half flag, half mast flag that they uh, they showed? You know, because cool. yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm oh, just saying. Just oh yeah, seems to be pretty. You know, what's the word? Yeah, sorry, but it's like you know, Starfleet seems to be pretty dangerous. So it's like, is that perpetually at at half mast? Because it's like so Wolf three five nine a year later. 
And also, like, this, this is our famous, you know, the nobody theorem of, like, you have Picard, Crusher, Guy's dad, and then those two people. And then Bob and Betty couple <laughs> who are just witnesses. Is it like a wedding? You need at least a couple people at every official. I also like that the bell no. is still there. Like, we think we're going to have a hearing. Bring the bell in. This is our hearing room. That's why they are yeah, talking like, well, very on, silent. Because when who we is close, this? we have to just ding the bell with the slightest of taps. Wait a minute. Where's Admiral Paris? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. This whole episode, I, this entire episode, I was thinking, how do we retcon the fact that his Admiral his Father dad is, is an mentioned? Admiral. Oh. And, the, and the only way I could re- kind of on Earth is that Ad, Admiral Brand is his mother. <laughs> now, did you guys ever get the feelings... That that um, the dad, the engineering dad, was like on the Enterprise. I I know he's not. Like you don't mention that at all. But like I feel like I've seen him around. Well, he's a character. Like, he's yeah. But though I do like the fact. But, what is he, who, just like a, is he a lieutenant? Like I don't think he's even a lieutenant commander, right? He's a Ooh. he's a lieutenant commander because they call him okay. commander. And he's not three pips because Riker would bust into the room and kill him, <laughs> uh, Highlander style. But um, that can be only one. <laughs> pretty much. Um, but yeah, this Goodmural is really good. I always like that, like Admiral. If you need any help on um, the Enterprise, no, you're on Earth. I think Earth yeah. has some, um, you know, resources. Has some resources. Some of the Federation, the huge planet. Yeah, but no, I'm sure your flagship, Picard, has some. So let's count the uh, also, trinkets in Wesley's quarters. We have the original she, Enterprise she, and the uh, Apollo command module. And doors that open with handles. Yeah, oh my gosh, that door. Yes, this is the important. Door. I'm but, glad that we mentioned this. Yeah, the door has been driving me nuts. Ugh. And of course, as always, everyone starts off in red at Starfleet Academy. This is our first cadet uniform, we see. This is also, I think, the Genesis? Of the uh, the later Deep Space Nine Voyager uniform, right? This is the first time we actually get to see, yeah, uh, just the just the color. But they top. have pockets. He's wearing his two pips, so I guess that means he's a sophomore. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Is is it like your academic year yeah. or like actual yeah. if you see, group you see rank? Tom Paris. Because Nick's got he yeah he has four. Because he's a senior. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, and he's hanging out with a dirty sophomore. What a loser. <laughs> Hey, they're Nova Squad. That goes beyond pips. This is the historic <laughs> moment when Paris and Picard are about to shake hands. Ah. Oh, this is the official right. handoff of TNG to Voyager. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> in HD. How many people are going to offend in this episode? <laughs> you think, you know, you think that Picard and Paris would have a lot to talk about. Paris has that, like, affinity for Marseille. You think that they would kind of like, oh, well, yeah. And Picard always had at... Paris, you know, with the holographic yeah. program, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying Picard probably hung out at, um, what was Tom Paris's, um, Sardines. Sandrines. 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 Sardines. Yeah. Sandrines. Yeah. I know, it's hard to remember. I can't remember I mean, what it looks of... like because it was in an HD. I was going to say, it's kind of fuzzy <laughs> in our memories because uh. there's no high definition, but. <laughs> but I also like how, you know, the basically he's like bye mom and dad like i mean he doesn't say it but basically you know yeah he's kind of a dick we need we need to talk yeah we need to begin our cover up yeah basically i mean i do admit though like 
he looks really young in this episode. I mean, I know Tom Paris ages a lot in the seven years of Voyager, but <laughs> plus, you know, when you can really see all the details on his face, oh, you know, God. it just it makes him. <laughs> <laughs> who's the who's the kid who's just sitting by a tree in a flower bed i'd be just like R- reading a book with words i don't know it's ridiculous what a brick with word brick with words sorry yeah. <laughs> so let's think of but let's think about this real quick is bashir who else do we uh, kim is uh, ensign kim is definitely in the academy at this point yeah bashir <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, if you think there's four years in the academy, right? And there's we're only two. Oh, yeah, we're yeah, we're three seasons away from from that. So okay, he could be there. He's a he's a one so, pip. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Probably, I just saw him walk in the background. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this this is probably Julian Bashir's uh, commencement speech that Picard was going to give. Um. Yeah. Oh no, I guess that's true. He's got to go to medical school, so I guess that's a little bit different, but. I forget, did Boothby or did uh, Bashir ever talk about Boothby? I can't remember who else is. I know Janeway's no. talked about Only him, Janeway or um, uh, Ch- Chuckles. Yeah, Chuckles interacted with him. We'll, we'll have to talk when we talk more about uh, the divisions. Like, is it biased towards command and the fact that all cadets wear red just to start? Like, just to begin with, you're in red. <laughs> The special Boothby Club, Alpha Pi Boothby. (laughs) (laughs) The Boothby Boys. It sounds like they go around solving murders and stuff. Where where do you think they shot this? This like garden area. I'm gonna guess California. Just throwing it out there, but yeah, it was it was in the same sewage like plant that they go for a lot of their exterior shots in both TNG and Voyager and um, Deep Space Nine, I think. Which we never ever know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He's giving him a chance. Yeah. Circle. It's a circle. (laughs) Yeah. Well. I mean, we know he made at least two mistakes because uh, Nausicaans impaling you in the chest I don't think would be a red-letter day. I know. Encinito. So wait, wait, if Boothby knows them all, is he the Facebook of the 24th century? You know, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, and I really, I do kind of subscribe to this theory that Boothby is just an eternal presence at Starfleet <laughs> Academy. So he's either ageless in some way and just gives great advice to everybody, but just also loves gardening, so he has nothing better to do, uh, or he's like a time traveler or something. So is is Sito the Bajoran? Sito, yeah, yeah, she's the one that, uh, and it's from Lord X. Okay, okay, got it. So this is. And she Before. goes on to do do things in Deep Space Nine. Oh wait, no, she doesn't. In the background. 
Got it. So we see her here, and then we like see her in Lower Decks when she gets posted on the Enterprise. Guys, it's a PowerPoint. I was I was worried without LaForge we were going to miss. This is like an 80s PowerPoint. Like, this is not even good PowerPoint. Not okay. Is bored. We have to talk about... We have to talk about this guy here, this captain, the Vulcan. who I'm pretty sure is the most unsneakiest Romulan I've ever seen in my entire life. Guys, totally there is, n- <laughs> there is no way that he is. Uh, we might as well call him Scowly McScowlscowls because he just is grimacing the entire time and is showing so much emotion. He is the worst Vulcan I've ever seen. I'm picturing the dad now because, like, the look on his face is like, "Wow, that PowerPoint looks really good in HD." It's like lawnmower man graphics that we're seeing right now. I'm just saying. Yeah, it is. It is. Or like reboot. Also, I do want to point out though, these cadet uniforms. Okay, so not only in the academy do you have doors with handles, cadet uniforms have pockets. People, they have pockets on the on the hips. Yeah, he's totally a Vulcan. Or sorry, a Romulan. It's like it's not even it's not even a question. Wait until he starts talking, because that's when it really gets maybe completely he, maybe obvious. He had a Romulan grandfather that, that he had to lie about, guys. Huh? Maybe he <laughs> is the <laughs> Romulan grandfather. He might be the Romulan grandfather. That would actually be really cool. Yeah. Is that same couple in the uh, background they that's sitting? In- they never left. We have nowhere else to go. <laughs> They're like, they just well, our ferry to see George and Gracie Museum is uh, doesn't leave well, for, you know. Francisco, so, you know. Yeah? That must be a very crowded city. You have Starfleet Headquarters, Starfleet Academy. I mean, come on now. Jeez. So whatever happened to this girl? Like, you she, know, she gets no, like, story for her. Oh, that's because she's terrible. I'm sorry. Like, I was watching this episode, and, like, probably the worst acting I've just well, and then when the Romlin goes like, uh, "Did you just say what I think you just said?" You know, and then she said, no take backs. Yeah, I will say one thing. We talked about the um, handle doors before in his in, in Wesley's quarters, but the doors in this room are regular doors. <laughs> but they're yeah. Did they just run really, out of really... budget for the last second? And they're like, eh, no one's gonna know. It's literally in the shot. Like every time you're in his freaking quarters. Look at this guy. Look smarmy face he's 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 smiling right he's smirking right now he's <laughs> yeah. he he's holding he holds up the the data pad for the for the flight recorder he's like it's a fake <laughs> oh my this guy is the most romulan romulans he's he, he teaches tomalak how to be romulan it's ridiculous how romulan this guy is and this room's not very big, so when Picard's whispering to like Crusher right now, like they could all hear him. He's not being subtle at all. Well, I, I was, you know, well, like this this cover up, like with these cadets, like this is the most flimsy cover up. Like, yeah. There's no okay. way they were gonna ever get away I, with any of this. But but this admiral though, like actually the dialogue in this episode is really good. Like it's actually it's written really well, and they're not given an out. Like mm-hmm. they have to. because it's like real life it's like well if you did this then why didn't you do this like in fiction it's so easy to say oh yeah that totally makes sense but no it's like it it, in true star trek fashion it takes it to the logical conclusion oh tom's talking gosh he's got that cast hands class in front of him look again well and this also so this is season five because i just looked at it um you know this whole like you know starfleet's perfect tng perfect blah 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 I mean, this guy's lying out of his butt right now. <laughs> and blaming the dead kid. Yeah, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's the low blow. I mean, that's that's going to get you sucked away in New Zealand for a while. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because this, he, this is Tom, Tom Paris's backstory. Like, he talks about getting somebody killed and trying to cover it up and then going to prison. Like, this is exactly. No. It's frustrating it's to me. Like, right now. <laughs> Josh didn't make it though, so he. Can you say Ensign's scapegoat? <laughs> no, cadet, cadet scapegoat. Cadet, he, cadet he never scapegoat. Never got to see Ensign scapegoat. <laughs> I will say that Federation of Planets uh, flag in the background there. I want that. Yeah, it's, that would be pretty, cool pretty to cool. have. And then the other flags, the uh, the Starfleet Academy triangle on white. Yeah, well, see, I always have a little like weird thing of at, at my church every time I, I come back from. Uh, communion there's in, in the left corner they have the un flag and i always walk by and think it's the starfleet flag ever, or the federation flag <laughs> flag, it's a little like, oh here comes the bell guys the bell's coming here we go here we go but who will it toll for <laughs> it's so quiet it's so freakishly quiet i love it like there's, there's it tolls in the background like i just noticed like because we're so used to that uniform but like that's a cadet uniform there's a guy with the one bar sitting behind Picard. like why is there a freshman here don't you have to get hazed it could have been it could maybe have been he's josh's the son of that best couple friend <laughs> as we know later josh doesn't have very many friends so there's the Enterprise floating over or orbiting Earth, which we don't get to see very often. No. So that's kind of cool. Also, yeah. We don't get to see Lake Armstrong, but oh, well, I mean, considering the last time the Enterprise visited the Earth, they like destroyed most of the fleet on the way. Just <laughs> I like how how Data and LaForge will solve what entire Starfleet Academy can. <laughs> you know, again, a I planet's know. worth of resources are nothing in comparison to the duo of LaForge and Data. But you know what? Actually, I was thinking that too. But if you watch the episode through, when they're having their brainstorming session or later on with Picard, they're not actually giving him any new information that nobody had figured out at Starfleet Academy. It was Picard that like realized, well, oh, they give, Nick they give a couple pieces of information with like the plasma like right right but, like they're just supposing yeah. like why would you do this right. like they, they don't they're not like they didn't figure anything out it was picard that was like oh well boothby just told me that lacarno's the kind of guy to push somebody over the edge and or convince them to jump off a cliff right and then he's like oh yeah. that's what boothby was, was really, really subtle when he gave that speech by the way i mean <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> right it's like okay. he almost what, knew what is up with Cito's eyebrows I they're like they're like it's like you know they're growing out of her nose. <laughs> I think it gets a little little lighter by lower decks. Yeah. Well, she's a Bajora, uh, so they're a little uh, bit different than the Bajorans. Wait, wait, wait. Is she a Bajora in this episode? Just like Nick Lacarno? Is it like and then like she's a Bajoran in lower decks, and he's Tom Paris? Like was that yes. Right? Wait, 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 guys, I got it. so that's the punishment, right? You know, like at the end of the spoiler alert, at the end of this episode, Wesley and everyone else's punishment is that they repeat a year. Was Lacarno's punishment to change his name? <laughs> maybe. Because like, you dismissed from. Well, no, no, no. The thing is, you have the thing is, like with all Bajorans, actually, I I forgot to tell you what, what the real reason that she looks like this is because this is the only time we get to see Bajorans uh, in H- in high definition. Oh, so they actually no. all look like that. Yeah. Ensign Row. Ensign Row. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kira looks like that. You just can't tell because it's all fuzzy. Well, and then this is, wouldn't the occupation be going on right now? 
Or no, yeah. no, no. Oh, we're no, into... Ensign Row is next season six or season five. No, no, we no. We haven't because, started um, DS9 at this point. No, no, it had to have been season five because they just didn't throw in a Bajoran here. Ensign Row was the first you know, Bajoran we ever saw. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I think the, the occupation is probably either. It's just probably about ending over. right around yeah. this time. Yeah, yeah. Pretty soon we'll have to figure out what to do with that you know, big old mining station that they left. So if they're Nova Squadron, does that mean they have like a public broadcast uh, science show they put out every week? Yeah, it's actually hosted by Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That was good. You know what I was thinking was how how maybe is like what is the interaction between Nova Squadron and Red Squadron? It, maybe yeah. just like because of this incident, this is what happened? Nova Squadron. One is a color. One is not. No, no. <laughs> this incident, Nova Squadron was was you know eliminated. But then Red, so Red Squad came from the ashes like a phoenix. Like, well, now that Nova's out of the way, now it's Red Squad's time yeah. to shine. Oh. Ding, Squad, ding. Here comes the guilt train. Roll it Look in. at those doors, though. Look at those doors. Those doors are super cool. Yeah. I mean, does that mean that there's a door on that corner and there's a door on that? Door? I don't know. I hope so. It's a really <laughs> cool door. design aesthetic. <laughs> there's like there's doors door. everywhere. And then you'll forget how to get out of the room. And you have to go through the windows. He recognized Wesley's ugly sweater wow, a mile God. away. <laughs> I love there's a Wesley don't you recognize Wesley's ugly sweater? He wore like, that, I think, in an episode. That's, that's literally like an avocado green, like, like a like a spoiled avocado green. <laughs> Man, he's just laying it on <laughs> really thick. Now, now, is it? What do we imagine this dad does? Like, is he a security officer? Is he an engineer? He's a diagnostic technician, like uh, like Barkley. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see that. Did they actually say that in in Realpha or? Oh. No, he just looks a lot like Barkley, so that's what I, I think. He outranks him. He does. But he doesn't get to go back in time and meet Zephyr Cochran. He's Cochran's, already so. made the test and killed Jordy, so... No, no, he hasn't. <laughs> no, he's got to be a commander for that. You know. He's still a lieutenant commander, just like Troy. Oh, man. But again, because like, to me, like the, the, their best case scenario for the cover-up is like they won't be they'll know it but won't be able to prove it because like yeah that's not a very good outcome well yep you got us you definitely did something wrong but we can't prove it so you got we're pretty sure you're lying but uh we can't prove it so we'll let you become captains in the federation no no that's not gonna happen well i mean i mean hang on i mean come on let's be fair and fill up i'm Think of the three of us who probably know the best. But, I mean, if you can't prove that they did anything wrong just because things seem suspicious and you can't explain what happened, like, what do you do? You can't. Okay. They get the, they get as punished as they can with the evidence that they're given. They say one, a formal reprimand. I would say one sidebar. with the, Again, with the shot we see again of the flag, half flag, they, they use that shot, I think, one too many times because it's literally the exact same shot. There's the same guy walking by in the front, Wait, and we see it like four times. Is, he, what, is that the Klingon in the background? I saw that too. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> is he about to do a barrel roll here? Do a barrel roll. I, so. <laughs> I feel like this also has to be like some like uh, mid-'90s computer game he's playing right now. And who wears helmets when they yeah. pilot? So there's a couple I've of things. I've never seen a anyone things. pilot in helmets. There's there's a couple of things real quickly. Wait, did you just say you've never seen anybody pilot in helmets? In 
Yeah, yeah when do we see Trek. people pilot in, in Star Trek pilot in helmets? Oh, in Star Trek. No, I'm sorry. I thought you just meant in general. No, like, no, no. I meant in Star Trek. <laughs> Wait, that's no moon. Um, yeah, there's, there's two things I wanted to say about that. First of all, I think that this is the first episode we see single pilot aircraft in Star Trek. And the number two is that the scale of that, that was Titan, the moon of Saturn that they were going around was so small. They went around that entire moon in like three seconds. That was ridiculous. I just, yeah, Titan's I just pretty big. I mean, like, yeah. If, well, I, if I could think of a name that to call it that, that would show, that would make you think of how big it is. Like, what's something that's? <laughs> now, is this also before they instigated the female admirals or ma'am, or was that never a thing? Because he always calls her sir. Yeah. Well, it's like James. Like uh, it down for them. All right, I'm gonna diamond. See how my hands are moving. I mean, I could have shown you on a PowerPoint, but I was gonna say uh, I, I only inputs PowerPoint. Oh, look at this guy! Man. he's so Romulan. He is right there. He's like <laughs> he's like I have information you don't, and I just want, I'm just waiting for you to dig yourself a hole. Keep digging, Crusher. Just keep scoop after scoop. Ah, uh, and the uh, proverbial boot is about to drop. <laughs> I do like the uh, Jaeger, look at this guy. Yeah, he's so yeah. smug about he. Oh, yeah. he's got this extra, you know, security footage from this satellite. Oh, oh like, Mr. Crusher, how are you going to explain this? He's the the Romulan Columbo. I've got one more question for you, Mr. Crusher. Yeah, <laughs> he's got his big cigar. Ah, oh. <gasps> the diamond formation. Murmur, murmur in the courtroom. Murmur in the courtroom. Whisper, whisper, whisper. And they're like, we have no idea what that means. Rutabaga, rutabaga, rutabaga. <laughs> that what actors do say rutabaga in the background. So much emotion in this guy's voice. It's ridiculous. I'm expecting Q to just pop up in the back of the, you know, auditorium and be like, objection, you're a hunter. Just... And how does he actually get away with saying, I have no explanation? Like... That's not an answer. You're in a court of law or whatever. It's, like it's basically you cry, Uncle, and you can say time out, or you say like I'm not going to incriminate myself or whatever. Uh, well, or to, or to be fair, like guarantee. Oh, <laughs> I mean, like it, like let's just say like if we're just assuming that those satellite records were falsified in some way he wouldn't have an explanation for that so him saying i don't have an explanation for that isn't actually him yeah saying, but he says it in the most guilty way possible <laughs> well i know I like that guilty. but <laughs> i like that there's a vast right-wing conspiracy against nova squadron yeah well and then just his i mean his mom is like i'm gonna do this and this and he's just like mom please stop don't like <laughs> Yeah, it's so it's so funny. Like this is the most mothering that we ever see Beverly do, and it's in the most uncomfortable kind yeah. of situation that he she could ever do it. Like, no, mom, don't talk to the admiral for me. I can do it on my own. How much in denial she is? You didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Wesley, obviously. I mean, you look at his face, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> also, like the lights in his room have like protective grills over them because college life. I mean, they know. I don't know why this bonsai tree behind me is like 80 meters tall, but it is. <laughs> is that what San Francisco looks like, Darren? I know it's a little bit north of you. 
Um, I see some fog in the background, so uh, sure. Have we actually ever seen anyone no, playing Parisi Squares? Uh, to the to the writers of the new Star Trek show, because I know you're listening. Um, let us see Parisi Squares, <laughs> for goodness sakes. Can we see Parisi Squares? With some trading cards of, like, no. or trading pads of, uh... <laughs> well, we don't... We have to remember, it's da- it has to be dangerous enough where a little girl could die from right. it, though. But, and we kind of... We, what, we saw it... What was it in, um... Oh, lordy. The, the last, um... Skin of Evil, right? Didn't we see that, that, um... Yeah, they're they're like just oh a, the outfits. Yeah, they're just about yeah. to go, mm-hmm. but we don't actually. I'm just saying we don't get to see the actual game. Almost like lacrosse. <clears throat> this scene is just making me think like when I know it's uh, an artificial Boothby, but when Chuckles does interact with Boothby, like imagine if he was like, oh uh, Tom Paris, whatever, whatever, and this guy was like, oh you mean Nick Lucarno? <laughs> Or Tom Paris went by something or different. Or Tom in those sees days. him and he's like, Son, "I recognize your face." <laughs> Son, I'm not the only one who isn't who he appears to be. Aren't you in prison? I'm also kind of wondering why they're doing all their research at the pool table. Like, isn't there like a other like maybe? A, I would expect this would be all in the holodeck with these two recreating. No, you, you, you know, you know, it'd be a great room. Like, if you wanted to know what the stars looked like. During a certain time. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. It was Stellar a- cartography is still off limits, okay? <laughs> we can't use it for another couple it's years. Still built okay. That's subcontractors. It's, that you, it's all union, okay? It's all union. <laughs> That's the problem. I will say, yeah, the, the, the technical aspects of this story don't make any sense because, first of all, you have five separate ships that were destroyed and none of their quote-unquote black boxes were accurate, even though this is the future. And if you can teleport the pilot out of the ship, you should be able to teleport the data well, just out of the ship. Just put the black box in their belt or something so it goes with the pilot. Or, or in their helmet. Or, what, which would have been most likely, is that they were just beaming that data out in real time to a thousand different locations in the solar system anyways. So that wasn't such a big deal. Like, there, And there's probably 62,000 ships nearby that were like... In passive I mean, in the Mars defense perimeter alone, there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's like three ships. <laughs> no, see, that, that's the problem. The Mars defense perimeter is probably mostly communications. That's actually what it's... <laughs> it's a defense of knowledge. Exactly. Unfortunately... <laughs> uh, the Borg are coming, guys. They're using actual weapons, it turns out. Activate the red light. <laughs> The Borg are on their way, just so you guys know. Uh, good now, luck. Go. Now, I'd forgotten that this speech was in this episode. Oh, no, here it is. This is the big this one. Is, it's where the, the episode title comes from. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, oh. How many ships? Oh, there are five ships. Five ships. That does look pretty cool, guys. That does look pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd be a legend, Philip, if you pulled that off. <laughs> So is the is Calvord starburst maneuver? Is that named after somebody who did it successfully, or somebody in memory of somebody who died trying to do it? I'm just surprised they haven't learned that stars aren't five pointed things by the 24th century. I mean, come on, guys. That's how like a four year old draws a star. So it hasn't been done in a hundred years. Do you know who was at the academy a hundred years ago? I'm just saying. 
Oh. And, but wait, no, it can't have been him. They said they all died. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, he, he said, said all five were lost. Where all, all five, five were lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all five pilots were lost. It could have been where um uh the, the where the uh the prime universe Keenzer was lost, however. It's yeah, or where uh, Pike or something. So this is one of Picard's great speeches, right? Like we get spoiled on TNG because he gives the best speeches, but um, I mean, not only does it sound ed- good, but it looks amazing. Cool close-ups here, but you don't usually do this. Like it's a close-up here. Like this is usually more of a normal shot, but I know you, people can't see it right now. But anyway, I choose not to answer. And this is here. He's about to go. Guys. Oh, Picard is not having it. Yeah, you just set him oh, off. Oh, you just oh, you Livingston's like, like retreating. Right <laughs> <laughs> He's retreating into a sea cave. Like oh, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> He's snapping his little fins. Oh no, he didn't. <laughs> you know, one thing I really like about the ready room um set that I never thought about for a long long time. It has a I bathroom. Really like, I mean, sorry, what? No. no, that that there's no ceiling to it. And like there's there's no attempt to have a ceiling. It's just darkness like above the ready room. Oh, I don't know if you guys have the, ever noticed uh, the lights. This. Yeah, above the lights there's just nothing. I always I think that's cool. I think that's because they usually never effect. get that high of an angle, but yeah. Because yeah, probably where the mic is, or the boom. Well, it's all, it's Who's where the all mic? the lights are. Mm-hmm. The lights that actually light it are not the then, strip of <laughs> fluorescence around the edges. And then a call back to encounter at Farpoint. The origins of Wesley. Acting ensign. Gosh, this is such a good scene. There's also a Lagonian reference somewhere in the episode, if I remember correctly. Man, when Picard's disappointed with you, you know you effed up. <laughs> it's the truth. Scientific truth, historical truth, or personal truth. This is, this is he just truth. starts taking his pips off and just throws them away. <laughs> Insurrection. So this is, this is their Starfleet recruiting poster here. You don't want to get dressed. The line must be you drawn. You don't want to get here. dressed down by Picard. Look, it's the same guy walking to class. He's totally lost. No, that's Picard there. Oh. Wait, wait for that door to open. Knock, knock. Okay, knock. knock. Okay, <laughs> knocking, knocking, and the door handle. I mean, are they even trying? They're just punching wood at this point. He knows. He knows. The view of the sea out there, the bay. Yeah, this is this is classic Paris here. Yeah. When you say Captain Picard doesn't know anything, you're about to be sorely mistaken. Yeah. We'll just go against Captain Picard. They'll totally believe us over him. What's he done? Yeah, yeah. First, yeah, fourth year cadet versus the captain of the flagship, who knows the admiral on a first name basis. Yeah, that's gonna work out really good for you. I know that the um, 
that the Wesley scene was cut from Nemesis. But imagine if, uh, you know, he just invited his buddy Nick to the to the wedding oh, in, in Nemesis. Now, we, now, did, and he got a letter back saying, unable to forward to penal colony. <laughs> but then when you say Wesley invites his buddy Nick to the wedding, you're meaning... <laughs> that did not see that. Um, well, you know. <laughs> well, isn't he in the Delta Quadrant at this point? Oh no, they're not. They're back no, at this yeah, point. That's right. We have Admiral Janeway. Is Admiral Janeway? There you go. I know, man. He's so treating him like a whoa, right whoa. Now. He's like, no, you wait a minute. Dang, that's all I had. Okay, don't worry, I'll think of something else here. Yeah, line, line. (laughs) So this is actually interesting because the Locarno character, you know, in the beginning at first you think he's kind of selfish, but really that's not what it's about. To him it's more about... um, It's about duty. It, it's friends. about duty to your friends and loyalty to and to the people who you're with and and the team and so everything he does in that light is uh, is actually kind of excusable in a lot of ways. I don't want to say perfectly excusable, but like you can kind of see where he's coming from. And then ultimately, he falls on the sword for everyone else. He takes that responsibility and, and gets kicked out and goes to prison and then gets uh, abandoned in the Delta Quadrant. <laughs> so. He gets really a bad deal. Old, I mean, yeah. yeah it's and then marries a woman and, and has a kid. So all of yeah. that comes down to this episode. Thank you, TTJ. You know, this is the genesis of uh, of all, all of that. This is actually, the, you know, it's funny because it's, this kind of just reinforces um, Tom Paris is one of my favorite Voyager characters. Like, it's it's really between him and the doctor for me, and like, it's I think a lot of it is is because, uh, um, oh my goodness, guys, help me out. The actor's name, Robert Picardo? Nick Picardo. Robert, no, Robert Robert Duncan McNeil, is is such a, a strong actor. He's yeah, so good he that is. like, it's hard not to like him. You know, even even if he's doing really kind of douchebag things. Bum bum bum. I mean, she's just saying it, but without a PowerPoint, I can't even visualize what she's talking about. <laughs> or at least making some hand motions like Wesley did earlier. Like, that yeah. Really for me? The Delta V <laughs> loops around. I, I you know, mean, we were talking about this scene. Church, <laughs> there's all the people. You know. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, my goodness. We were talking about this scene earlier, uh, Philip, and you didn't get to comment, but I, I asked you, like, I mean, what do you do? Like, you're saying that it's pretty obvious these guys are guilty, but what do you do? In, in absence of evidence, you can't do anything. And and that seems not unreasonable, the course of action that they take. Like, yeah, this is weird, and this is suspicious, and this is off. But we're not going to let you fly, you obviously, at a minimum. Guys, there's that's a Romulan sitting right next to the Admiral. Oh, wait, sorry. That's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, okay, well, there's, like, this little, you know, picking any stuff that they're getting them here for. I mean, like, a formal reprimand, like, in real life, you're never getting promoted. Ever. Ever. Hmm. So you're going to stay at Edson for the rest of your life? Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's like, oh, that's not a big deal. Like, no, it's a big deal. Uh-oh. What's no, okay. I also want... But wait. So he talked after the bell. So, like, le- legally, like, 
does that actually count? Yeah, I feel like Lucarno should walk up. It's like, now. is it after like the buzzer? You know, in an NBA game, you know. I was thinking that she had to ring the bell twice, uh, and he oh. stopped her before she rang. Well, it's it so once. soft he couldn't even hear the second ring. So. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you ring a bell, somebody goes over to Voyager. <laughs> Every time we ring a bell, an inquiry is closed. <laughs> so, uh, is that like the um, Luxon and Troy's uh, gratitude um, bell she has when she... The gong. I can do anything. Thanks, Jordy. You are responsible for this cavalier attitude. But you don't have to take my <laughs> <laughs> and then the bell, ding ding. That woman looks like she's. Re- is that the mom? I don't know. That woman looks really concerned behind that guy's back. And the Romulan looks like he's evilly plotting something. So it's he's okay. Like, We've established sowing the seeds of dissension. <laughs> he's about to recruit Nick Lacarno into um... the Maquis. No, no, no into the Maquis. Maquis. <laughs> oh, the Telshiar. Oh. I don't think the Telshiar would recruit humans. I feel like that. that just I feel bad work. for like the you know for for Robert Duncan though because like obviously the scriptwriters just left out major pages of dialogue for him because he's constantly not knowing what to say. Yes, Daniel, I agree. It would be ridiculous if a Tal Shiar had a human or a clone, and if that was some sort of plan and plot, <laughs> that would be ridiculous. I don't think he was ever uh, Tel Shiar, although he was a, a head of the Romulan government for a while, but I, he wasn't uh, Tel Shiar, I don't think. Is it a Romulan ploy? Is it a ploy to start a war? Those are oh, separate yeah, questions, yeah, right. Daniel. You only get so many in this inquiry. So this is the second to last Wesley episode that we get, right? Um, after- yes. Um, and this actually, to me, is a much better send-off, obviously, because... Because, because we could talk wait, about wait. Uh, because of the uh, wonderful things he does. Is this before or after the game? This is after the game. The game was earlier in season five. Well, he was. It oh, like it did look different. I feel like, yeah. I think because we only saw him in it like once, and then he was in like street clothes the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. Not my academic credit. <laughs> we just don't think you're mature enough, Wesley. Yeah, you're smart. I mean, I mean, you've served like six years on the flagship, but you know that's it's not accredited. We let our accreditation expire, so actually, none of that helps you at all. But this next year is going to be a breeze because you already took those courses. So I mean, I would use the same papers probably. (laughs) Piloting 101, but that's going to be really (laughs) awkward. I'm just going to say. Yeah, but this is this is actually pretty tough. I mean, this is like Paris and even Crusher here. I mean. More Paris and Crusher, but like this whole thing of like staying, yeah, that, that would be sucked. Like, I mean, it would be easier for Wes to be like, you know what, screw it, I'm I'm quitting. Oh, flag still at half mast, and the cadets are walking the other direction. Like those end credits look beautiful, guys. I'm just gonna say, all the periods and commas, they're not blurry. <laughs> so that's it, guys. That is. Uh, the first d- duty. And, um, you know, let's just, I think we can take a quick five minutes to talk about, uh, you know, how do we, how do we feel about that episode? Darren, is it, it I, you know, I've, I've mentioned it's, it's a great episode for me. It's, 
season five is solid, but that's one of my favorite in that ep- in that season. How do you feel about it? Yeah, it's again, it's one that I don't like occasionally watch, but but when you do, yeah, just I'd forgotten that it, it this is the big you know duty speech, and it's really good. And just overall, um, I was most impressed. <clears throat> Overall, most I was most impressed with the Admiral because she was like a really well done character. And I just overall, just all of the actions they took made sense. And I really like that. It wasn't it. They didn't try to loophole it out of like, oh, it's the future. So we do it this way. Or, oh, it's like, no, it's it's a li- they put some solid writing into it. And and I think it showed. And, and then you had. Um, you know, Robert Duncan McNeil was great actor, you know, really carrying that role. And so all of your guests at this point were really good. Yeah. I think we should use him again. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Philip? Yes. How do you feel about this episode? No, I mean, again, I, I, I mean, I feel like there's, there's so much more interest. There's interesting things in this episode. I mean, the two things that jump out at me, one I've alluded to, or I have alluded to both of them is one, you know, it's it's not a throwaway line because it's so important and is actually the episode title, but the fact that Picard says that the first duty of the Starfleet officer is to the truth, you know, it, and he said that's a fundamental truth of Starfleet. I mean, that that's like if I sit and think about it, that's pretty heavy. I mean, that's that's like it's not like Strange New World. It's not you know exploration. Like if that's the value or in the like you know if you're doing your Dilbertian stuff, like you know like what's our mission and goal? What's our vision statement? But like you know, and and that's 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 a pretty like I don't know what other organization has that as their you know vision and values statement. Like it's to the truth, and that's pretty heavy. And then the second part just being that excuse me that Wesley having well, all of them having to stay because I mean even Cito or you know because we hear from her again, both you know her and and the, and then uh, third girl with you know no future who has, <laughs> I guess you know on the hood or something. Um, but, uh, you know, that they stayed there at the academy, that would, that would not have been easy. I mean, that, you know, hey, you killed the person, and you're next to me, and, and you know, there you go. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's, that's a lot to live with, and the fact that they still did it. I mean, I would have quit, probably, you know, if I was in that position. I'd have been like, yeah, I'm going to go to the, uh, um, uh, what's, what's, is the Hogwarts Academy? What's, what's the, what's the Starfleet over there in Europe? I don't know. Anyway. Um, but, uh, I would have changed campuses or something, right? Um, but anyway, but yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. I mean, I like this episode for, for a whole ton of reasons. Uh, the speech is, is definitely really high up on my list, but also kind of where this fits into in the whole Wesley storyline. And it's upsetting to me because in, uh, journey's end, we get like this kind of different Wesley. You know, that kind of doesn't, it conflicts with what we get here. Like, oh, all of a sudden he doesn't care about Starfleet and doesn't care. And like, now he does this other thing and he's with his creepy uncle and now it's all okay. But, you know, it's, that's fine. But, but we also get Cedo. And of course I've made no secret that, uh, Lord Dex is my favorite episode uh, of all of Star Trek. And so I, I love to see kind of her beginnings. And even again, like we've mentioned a thousand times in this episode, kind of, whether you want to, it's part of your headcanon or not, kind of see the the the, the origins of Tom Paris. I, I think that's really cool. Um, and it would, and really, honestly, in my head, he, Tom Paris is Nick Lacarno. I mean, there's there's he no is. separating those characters. 
um, because it makes so much sense and it flows so well and it fits so perfectly. And, and really, I mean, if Star Trek was produced today, that, that, that there's no doubt that's exactly how it would be. Like that's, he would be. And, um, so this episode is great. And of course it's the first, uh, of course we all kind of have visions and, and fantasies of going to Starfleet Academy, I think. And to, to get to actually see it physically manifested for the first time was, was exciting. Yeah, we didn't so. get to see that much of it. Let's be honest. Even though we didn't get to see that much of it, really, we got to see what a dorm room. Yeah. Yeah. And, and wherever Boothby want was, was planting his, flowers that now, day is that now was but. that near um hagrid's or did you was it <laughs> at boothby's no, hut <laughs> uh, i i wonder if boothby and hagrid would get along i i bet you boothby wouldn't like uh fang that much because he would trample all of he's his like flowers cat, he's like cat, you know? yeah <laughs> he's more of a cat oh so he's more of a filch you're saying than a than a hagrid uh we're getting too far into to harry potter at this point um or not enough. I would agree with that, actually. Um, so, yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a great episode. It establishes a lot that we see in Star Trek and, and a lot more, potentially, we could see in the future. But, believe it or not, but, believe it or not, the first duty isn't the only thing we're talking about on Trek FM. So if you wanted to hear about the second duty, you could listen to the orb or the third duty. You could listen to the journey. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's that's actually not how it works. Um, no, but if, if you wanted to check out anything else we're, we were talking about on the network this week, here's a look at what else you may have missed on Trek FM. Previously on Trek.FM, Standard Orbit. Usually Mike and I are like, mm, what's going on? Our okay. heads are just spinning like, what? I don't understand what's going on, you know? And, like, you know, when I listen to that, I'm like, are we, like, you know, bad? <laughs> the orb. He requested, you know, that you were an officer to serve with him yeah. on purpose. You know, he understands. You make this their own. We can't I'm glad just... he did it on purpose. I could see him, like, accidentally requesting a Bajoran officer. <laughs> oh, man, I, I checked the wrong box on the form. Damn. <laughs> The ready room. Actually, I think at this point, Vulcan Love Slave was probably just a short story, right? It hadn't been turned into a full. <laughs> That's blown right. It's not a full novel. blown novel at that point. Yeah, it's yeah. just fanfic. It's just fanfic. Yeah, it's just, fanfic. Point, so, right? <laughs> just on the internet, people started writing after first contact there in Montana. To the journey. It's a very much the genesis of Seven of Nine. Genesis. Genesis. Sorry. Commentary, Trek Stars. So we're closing in on the World Series is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, the Sox were able to win the World Series in, you know, 12 games. So we're no White Sox, but we're like the Cubs or something. (laughs) Oh, no, wait. They didn't win the World Series. Never mind. Never mind. The 602 Club. To speak back to the lightsaber overall, I mean, it was practical reasons that they switched it to green, but I've always loved the fact that Luke had that green saber even when I was a kid like it's really cool it's an immediate visual signal you know even outside of the outfit that he's wearing that he's he's a different kind of person than even we saw in the previous film and I just I really like that literary treks 
the pinnacle of episodes that we've ever done on that was probably when we had Tristan from To the Journey on to talk about some Voyager comics. And <laughs> we ended up, that show was named Two Box Remedial School for Badasses or something of that nature. So, I mean, yeah, these old comics can just be very, very fun. Meta Treks. I looked it up, and ornare is the Latin word for to adorn. That's fascinating. So I looked up breca, and it turns out the same spelling, B-R-E-K-K-A, is Old Norse for slope or hillside. And that, listeners, is something you will only get right here on Metatrex. Better living through etymology. <laughs> and that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So check out these shows to get in on the Daily Trek Talk. You'll find them in iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, the Windows Podcast Directory for Xbox and Zoom. Visit the Trek.fm website for the full Trek experience. You can view our podcast directory to stream the audio from all of our shows. If you would like to contact us, just go to Trek.fm slash contact. From there, choose Message to a Trek FM Show and select Earl Grey. These messages will be relayed by Starfleet to the three of us. In social media, you'll find us on Facebook.com slash TrekFM or join our Facebook listener discussion group called The Babel Conference. Find it by searching The Babel Conference on Facebook. Now let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor this week, Audible.com. Audible is a great way for you to read all the books you've always wanted to read but never thought you'd have time for. This is the premier source for audiobooks with more than 150,000 titles to choose from and new titles coming every week. From classics to current bestsellers and even some of the most famous Star Trek books like Prime Directive, Federation, and Spock's World, Audible has something for everyone. Now, as a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice along with a 30-day trial to see just how great Audible is. So give it a try today. Catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trekfm, and we thank Audible for supporting Earl Grey and Trek FM. There's one more way you can directly help us to keep Earl Grey coming to you each and every week, and that's through becoming a patron of Trek FM. By visiting patreon.com slash trek.fm, you can choose among various pledge levels and receive rewards for becoming a Trek.fm patron. These rewards let you inside the observation lounge of our network and make it possible for us to distribute all our great content. So please become a patron and visit patreon.com slash trek.fm today. All right, Philip, if, uh, you know, if people wanted to, you know, have a hearing, an official Starfleet hearing with you, how would they get a hold of you? Well, they can uh, ring my bell on Twitter, where my handle is uh, NC Public Servant. That's NC for Nick Chameleon. <laughs> nice. I like that a lot. <laughs> uh, and Darren, if people wanted to argue with you on exactly how many points a star has, how would they get a hold of you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter under username Dr. Sci-Fi. That's D-R-S-C-I-F-I. And if people wanted to discuss with me really how deeply the Romulans have infiltrated Starfleet Academy, they can <laughs> find me on Twitter. Uh, my handle there is 1updan. That is the number one, not the word. All right, guys. I'm off to watch Caretaker so that I can uh, now fill in the missing, <laughs> the missing Tom Paris origin with Nick Licarno. So I think everybody should do that, and uh, we can come up with an entire established headcanon on Trek FM for that. But uh, I think we will all catch you next week. Engage. Engage.
Live long and prosper. Fire.